This is our number It's time for the fastest 15 minutes of the news. This is Dory's Fastest 15. Well, even though we've been working our uh, adorable little heinies off here, this almost feels like a vacation day. Just an hour left in the big show, Nicole. We never get an hour off. We never get a minute off. I know. It's when they great. do preseason games, they they only do a two-hour show, so we still don't get that hour. Exactly. Uh, it's the only time. But yeah, since the Seahawks are on Thursday night football, pregame starts at 2 o'clock. And, uh, Remember I don't know the old I... days when you had to work 15 oh. hours or whatever? Did I used to do that? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> so long ago. Wow. Now, I will say, it was like a day like this. We'd do the show from noon to two. Then the pregame would go two to five. Then halftime, and then the postgame would go like eight or 8.30 to midnight. Uh, those were long days. They were challenging days. <laughs> Yeah, but you had fun. Oh, yeah. No, it's just hanging out with friends. my best buddies. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How blessed. What do you think How about the Seahawks? How blessed could a guy be? What do you think about the Seahawks today? What do you think their odds are? Uh, they're three and a half point underdogs. So their odds, according to Vegas, it's official, are, uh, let's see what that be. I think they're eight to five. Underdogs. Yeah. So, well, we know that. I mean, going in, you're going to say, not a good chance. I mean, no, but this is the kind but, of game when. Exactly. The NFL's interesting. NFL gamblers know this. If a team is seemingly on, uh, on a great, great run, like the 49ers, and if a team is coming off a horrible game, like the Seahawks, uh, yeah, you know, it's like the stock market. You want to buy low and sell high. So mm-hmm. uh, you'd buy the Seahawks right now and you'd sell the 49ers because they are perceived as being, re- respectively, low and high right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks pull off an upset. Right. But... It is the kind of game they like to win. And yeah. home field, you know. But, yeah. but so, at the same time, the 49ers are pretty games, darn good right now. The fans are all liquored up. By kickoff, so it gets extra rowdy. <laughs> All right. Um, Doggy, we got a lot of stuff to get to here. What am, I, what am I doing just yapping with you right now for crying out loud? I don't know. Okay, let's get into the fastest 15 here. So yesterday we told you some amazing things about Jay Inslee. Washington is now the first state in the United States of America that is offering free health, 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 <laughs> free health insurance to illegals. Uh, Washington requested from the federal government an exemption so that they can provide Obamacare to illegals here in our state, which, of course, will attract as many illegal aliens as possible to Washington because as a sanctuary state, an illegal declaration by the governor, by the way, as the only state in America where you can get Obamacare now as an illegal, Washington is going to get even more and more uh, people who, and the stats are very clear. 
that if you are in this country illegally, you very often do not speak the language. And if you don't speak the language, your chances of economic self-sufficiency are dramatically lower. So what Jay Inslee's doing is he's bringing a lot of people here uh, with the free health care promise that are going to also become wards of the taxpayers of this state. Now, I bring all of this up because Jay Inslee has just made a housing budget proposal that is one of the most staggering requests of money I have ever seen. Jay Inslee just proposed that he wants the state over the next two years, this is according to the Seattle Times, the newspaper of record, they want the state to prioritize pressing needs such as housing, including an ambitious effort to quickly build thousands of new units that would approve, require approval from voters. The governor's proposed budget would have the state spend $70 billion over the two-year period starting in July. That's a 12% increase in, from the current budget. But why would we have to spend billions more to build homeless housing if we're not trying to change their lives? It's because homelessness, it's the homelessness industrial complex. It has nothing to do with helping the homeless and getting them back on track and getting them to a path to self-sufficiency. Homeless people are used as a tool to extract money from taxpayers, which is why people like Jay Inslee and Dow Constein, why they like to get as many homeless people, people as possible to our region. And then they point to them, they say, oh, look at all those poor homeless people. Give us more money so that we can provide them with housing. Let me tell you about something that has just happened in Edmonds. In August of this year, Snohomish County bought a motel or a hotel in Edmonds called America's Best Value Inn. It's on Highway 99. Uh, It was just over $9 million to buy this hotel. Now, there was a debate on the county council. There were two Republicans on the Snohomish County Council, and they said, wait a second, we're spending $9 million to buy a hotel, and we're going to put homeless people in it. How about if we require that they get drug treatment so that they can get clean? And the three Democrats on the Snohomish County Council said, no, that's inhumane to try to get drug addicts off of drugs. We like to keep them high. It's easier to be a Democrat if you are just high as can be all of the time. Because you can just ignore the idiocy. So three Democrats said, no, no, no. Let's let them keep using drugs and we'll just give them a place to go die. A place to go kill themselves. America's best value in. Well, that was in August. And guess what happened? Signs just went up in America's Best Value Inn. The building has been shut down. Why? Because they discovered 
testing and residue and evidence of methamphetamines throughout this hotel. So much that is now a dangerous place to put homeless people. So they spent $9 million, and now they've had to close down this hotel four months after they bought it. Because they had no requirement that people test negative before we give them a room. Okay, now why? Why would we do this? Well, because Democrats, apparently, I can't understand how this is a party line issue. I really don't. I mean, this is about common sense versus idiocy. This is about compassion versus money. And because of that, apparently, this is a party line issue. So the Democrats, they said, no, 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 we don't want to test them. We just, let's give them a place. The Republicans said, and this is what I've said all along, I want to provide housing. I will gladly give my tax dollars to provide housing for homeless people as long as also provided our drug treatment, alcohol treatment, mental health treatment, job training, and a chance to get your life back, a chance for some self-sufficiency. But uh, on the Snohomish County Council, the Democrats, their attitude toward the homeless seems to be, well, let's give them a nice warm place where they can go and continue to kill themselves. So that's what we did. That's what we taxpayers were forced to do. We buy this motel, and four months later, they shut it down because it's riddled with meth now. Can somebody explain how that's compassionate? Because I've said all along, choice one and what I support as a taxpayer, number one, housing with treatment, job training, mental health treatment, all of that. Option number two. If you won't go into treatment and you're using drugs in our society, we're going to put you in jail for the drug use. And option number three, if you don't want treatment and you don't want to go to jail, you better go find another city, county, state to be a drug vagrant because we're going to make this an uncomfortable place. I challenge anybody to tell me that that plan isn't far more compassionate than the Democrats' plan. Hey, let's give Obamacare to illegals. Let's try to get as many people here who are economically unviable. Maybe a lot of them will end up homeless. Maybe a lot of them will commit crimes if they're homeless. Maybe some will become drug addicts. So let's take all the drug addicts. And let's, let's make sure we make it as easy as possible for them to continue to be a drug addict. And then when they die, we'll say, oh, look, someone died. Will you please give us more money for homelessness? Is that compassionate? Does that make any sense at all to anybody? It's insanity. I'm going to talk to a, uh, one of the Republicans on the Snohomish County Council who voted for, let's, get, let's, let's mandate that they test negative to get into the housing. But no, Democrats wouldn't allow that to happen. All right, up next in the Fastest 15, we have an avid boating community 
throughout our region, people out on Puget Sound, people on our lakes, Lake Washington, Sammamish, Union, Lake Stevens. We have one of the most avid boating communities in the country. So you better know what's going down here. The Biden administration has just made a boating proposal right now for only the East Coast. But it's going to be the greatest regulatory overreach in the history of boating. Uh, As the Biden administration has now uh, proposed, they want to limit the speed of all motorboats from Florida to Massachusetts to this is so slow. I mean, I can't even believe it. To 10 knots, 11.5 miles per hour. That would be the maximum speed that you could go throughout the Atlantic seaboard. And why? Because they say that there are whales that are getting hit by the boats. And they think if the boats slow down to 10 knots, then uh, the, the whales will be safer. But... It's going to absolutely destroy the maritime industry. Uh, Trey Thompson is a pilot boat captain, and he says, you know, boats are far less safe at 10 knots than going faster and being able to get up on a plane. So if you can only go 10 knots, this boat and other boats will be unstable They'll in be rough unstable. seas. Definitely. This crew will be thrown around, tossed around, injured. So what the federal government is now proposing is not only dangerous, but will cripple port commerce for hundreds of miles. Absolutely, yeah. The port will be closed any day. It's rough, windy. Not just this port, all the ports on the East Coast. There are almost no boats that can get on, up on a plane when going 10 knots. And so they're going to make this incredibly dangerous for sport fishermen uh, who travel far offshore to where they where they fish. They would have to stay at ten knots. Uh, this this is unbelievable. This, this is what you know the radicals who have control of what's left of Joe Biden's mind. This is what they're pushing for because they say that there are these uh, these white whales. And there are only 350 of them left, and they're endangered. And they say, yeah, we'll do anything to protect the whales. But Jeff Angers, he's the president of the Center for Sport Fishing Policy. There's 12 million anglers, about 9 million fish the East Coast, and they're just not going to go. It's going to take too long, and therefore they're not going to buy tackle. They're not going to buy fuel. They're not going to stay in hotels, buy food at restaurants. It's going to hurt the local economies. That's going to destroy an industry. Uh, Bob Healy with Viking Boats. Is anybody going to want to buy a 35-foot boat? They can only drive 11 miles an hour. No. It's going to devastate the industry. It's going to have a tremendous impact on our employment here at the Viking Yacht Company. All these boat builders, 1,600 boat builders. It's going to put a, It's going to wipe them out. And it will kill jobs. So to you and many others, this is the definition of regulation overreach. Yes, we're standing on a brand new pilot boat, second one under construction, $13 million worth of pilot boats that will be unusable. And that just trickles down through all the economy. So that's the proposal by the Biden administration right now for the east coast of the United States. All motorboats over 35 feet from Florida, Massachusetts, a speed limit of 10 knots to protect whales. And they say that uh, roughly one in a million uh, boats ever strike a whale. But it doesn't matter. We can wipe out an industry. 
and then tell everybody we did it for the whales and the mystical songs they sing. And that is your Fastest 15. This has been the Fastest 15 Minutes in the News. Fast, 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 fast. Dory's Fastest 15. You have 15 minutes. We'll give you the world. Okay, coming up next, I'm going to talk to one of those Republican Snohomish County Council members who saw this disaster coming if they bought a motel for drug addicts and then said, oh, go ahead, keep using drugs. Now they've shut it down four months later because of meth throughout the building. Uh, you're going to get uh, in-depth details next here on the Dory Monson Show. Well, you've heard me call it the homelessness industrial complex. We spend a lot of money, and the problem just gets worse and worse. But even more morally wrong is the fact that we're not trying to change and help these human lives, these poor souls who have been gripped by drugs and just providing housing for somebody, if they're going to kill themselves in that housing, that is not human compassion. I want to tell you about something that has unfolded up in Snohomish County, and joining me is Snohomish County Councilman Nate Naring here on the Dory Monson Show. Nate, really appreciate you coming on with me today. Hey, Dory, thanks for having me on. So uh, where was this America's Best Value Hotel? Is it in Edmond City Limits that uh, was purchased for the homeless? Yes, that's correct. It's in Edmonds. So the county had purchased two hotels, one in Everett, one in Edmonds. Okay, got it. Do you know the purchase price of that hotel? I don't remember off the top of my head, and I believe it's changed given some of the uh, the recent information that's come out. Okay, and I what I've heard is two figures, $9 million, $10.5 million. Uh, Do you know if those are anywhere in the ballpark? That does sound in the ballpark, yeah. And uh, okay. my understanding is that with some of the recent issues that, uh, that I think we'll discuss, that uh, that price has been, been lowered to, to compensate for that. Okay, gotcha. All right, so as this was being debated by the county council, uh, you had proposed, you and one of your colleagues had proposed what sounded like a very reasonable proposal to me, and it addresses what I was saying as I was introducing you, uh, that it would at least give the people who get housed there, a chance to really get their lives back. What was the proposal you suggested right. as uh, as this was being negotiated? Yeah, sure. Just to give some background. So, like I said, the county had uh, purchased two existing hotels with the intention of converting them to homeless housing under the Housing First model. And uh, I voted against this, as did my colleague, uh, Councilmember Lowe. Um, I believe very strongly that, you know, if we're using taxpayer dollars to provide housing for individuals who are struggling with a, uh, with a drug addiction, that those individuals should be required to participate in a drug treatment program. It shouldn't just be housing, really treatment and, and getting these folks clean should be the ultimate goal. Uh, unfortunately, that was not the direction that the county took on the issue. Uh, the hotel purchases went forward without any sort of drug treatment requirement for those, uh, those living with an addiction. And uh, so then fast forward to this week at the Edmonds Hotel, um, what the county has now found is that there is meth contamination throughout the building. And, uh, you know, yeah. And prior to, oh, the man. Purchase, yeah, no, it's a mess. Prior to purchasing the hotel, the county had utilized the, uh, the rooms in the same building, uh, by offering housing vouchers through the human services department to individuals who are homeless. And now we see that several of these rooms appear to have been utilized as meth labs and the contam- contamination from this is going to, um, as you can imagine, be very expensive to clean up. And so, uh, this, of course, is a great concern, and 
not only the expense of rehabilitating this, but I also worry about, you know, the potential health and safety hazards, which are now going to be posed to to future individuals who stay in these rooms, uh, just based on how much meth contamination there appears to have been. So has it been closed down now as a hazardous site? Yeah, so I just learned yesterday, actually, that uh, that the health district posted some signage uh, at the site, uh, closing it. And uh, and I've, I've done some, you know, initial conversations with staff. I'm not clear on whether it was, uh, you know, whether who, who made that decision, essentially, whether it was made by the health district or by the uh, by the county. Um, but it was closed down for rehabilitation for getting those those rooms uh, cleaned up before the county turns it around and on and office. Uh, operates it. Yeah, I was I was first tipped by by a listener who sent me pictures of the signs that had been posted at this place. So so the taxpayers spent somewhere around ten million dollars here. Uh, you thought it would make sense for the people you're helping to actually get help and not just and, and just so our listeners know. Uh, I believe it's called a wet facility. If homeless are placed in a facility where they are allowed to drink alcohol and use drugs, correct? Yeah, and, and just to be clear, so the the guidelines that Human Services has set out, you know, say people uh, should not be using on site. However, that doesn't mean that somebody can't go off site, use, and then come back to the room if that makes sense. So there there isn't any um, anything in place to prohibit something like that because there's no requirement that anybody be participating in a treatment program and, you know, be regularly monitored, if that makes sense. And and there's no drug testing of the residents either? No, no. Okay. So this was a straight party line vote, as I understand it. Snohomish County Council, three Democrats, two Republicans. Uh, You and your Republican colleague wanted to provide drug treatment for these people. The three Democrats said no. Here's what I cannot understand, Nate. How in God's name... Is this a partisan issue? How how is does anybody want to give somebody a hotel room and say, "Here you go, go and kill yourself, continue to kill yourself"? I have no earthly idea how this is a Democrat Republican issue. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I have a really difficult time understanding it too. And it was interesting when I proposed the amendment to mandate drug treatment. Um, I actually did hear from several Democrats who were supportive of it and and thought it was a good idea. And so I was really disappointed to see that uh, proposal fail and, you know, to move forward with without any sort of treatment requirement. And, uh, you know, I think those on the other side are are really hitting hard on this, uh, you know, the housing first model that we can't put any sort of barriers in place. Uh, They would consider treatment uh, a barrier, I suppose. So, you know, this housing first model that I think nationally, uh, particularly in progressive areas of the country is really taken hold and is being pushed. And, you know, I, I did some research on that as I was, um, you know, working on, on my proposal. And I think, you know, folks like Chris Rupo and others have, have done research. And some of the things I've found, even in some of the more progressive uh, newspaper editorials, is that there's, um, you know, there's not a compelling case, in my view, that Housing First is the, is the best approach for this. I think there's lots of examples of, um, you know, tons of taxpayer dollars being used under that approach without, with little results to show for it. So from my perspective, you know, throughout the entire country, we're dealing with homelessness and drug abuse as major issues in, in every community, whether you're urban, rural. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've been utilizing this housing first approach without much success. I think we ought to try something different, whether that's mandating treatment um, or some other approach, because what we're currently doing is not working. It's not getting people clean and it's using a lot of taxpayer dollars in the meantime.
Yeah, and uh, I've I've done a ton of research on this, and I've talked about this extensively on my show, and I believe the compassionate approach would be let's provide housing. Let's have places where people can get out of the cold and the heat of the summertime, but have programs in those facilities where people can get drug treatment, alcohol treatment, mental health treatment, job training. Uh, Let's give them a chance to actually get their life back. And if that is not the ultimate goal, then I think we should all have a very skeptical view of, of that's why I call it the homelessness industrial complex. I think this is more for developers in a way to churn tax dollars and to use these poor drug addicted souls as a, a lever to pry money out of taxpayers uh, just so everybody else can get enriched by this. But we're not helping their lives at all, Nate. Yeah, and I think the trouble, too, is, you know, folks on the other side will say, well, you know, once they're housed, then they'll go and, and voluntarily get treatment. But I think, you know, when I've talked with families who have, uh, you know, a son or a daughter or a brother or sister who's, who's addicted and, uh, you know, is at, at a really rough place in their life, Almost across the board, I've been told, you know, they're not in any place to be making those sorts of decisions uh, to, to go and get clean voluntarily. I mean, it's so rare that that happens. And so we really need to utilize, I think, a carrot and a stick approach that says, you know, as a society, we really value you getting back to a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. And we're going to invest to be able to do that. Uh, but we're not going to tolerate, you know, drug use, criminal activity, those sorts of things. We're going to hold you accountable for that. And yeah. uh, and I, th- I think we have to get a little bit tougher on that as a society. Yeah. Make housing services programs always the first option. If that doesn't uh, do it for an individual, then we got to start putting drug addicts back in jail. And the third option would be, or do your drug addiction some other part of the state or the country. Uh, but But this is not working. So bottom line. America's Best Value Hotel, ironically named, uh, purchased by the county with federal, was it federal COVID dollars that purchased this? Correct. Was it, okay. Okay, purchased just four months ago by the county and, uh, and yeah, for about $9 million, now closed because of meth can- contamination throughout the, the hotel. That's That's the story today. That's it, yep. Yeah. And so I think the plan moving forward from the from the county administration will be to get the contamination cleaned up and then and then open it up. We open it at some point in the future and bring people in. Unbelievable. Well, so far, it doesn't seem to be living up to its best value name for the taxpayers or for these poor people that that still desperately need help. Right. Hey, well, Nate, I appreciate people like you who are fighting the good fight, but um, I'm really sorry to hear for the taxpayers what's transpired here. And uh, we need people to come to their senses on this whole issue. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think that's spot on. Well, I appreciate you uh, um, covering this and bringing attention to it. You got it. Great talking with you, Nate. Thanks for coming on with me this afternoon. Thanks, Dory. Take care. All right. Snohomish County Councilman Nate Nering, who tried to tried to put in an amendment that would offer at least drug testing and drug treatment for the homeless people. Instead, the entire building gets riddled with meth and has had to be closed down four months after purchase. Unbelievable. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text me at 888-973-CAIRO, 888-973-5476. Lots more straight ahead here on the Dory Monson Show. And 
down the stretch we come. What a day, what a show, what a show, what a day. feel weird saying that at 151. But uh, 2 o'clock, we're handed off to the Seahawks football crew as they get ready for the Seahawks and the 49ers that you will hear right here on Cairo News Radio. So, uh, Nicole, tomorrow we're going to have to uh, pick some of our favorite sound bites of the year, of course. Ah, shoot. I forgot about that. Yeah, come on. It's a tradition. It is. It's, it's one of the richest radio traditions in Seattle broadcasting history. Did this guy win it a, a couple years ago? I don't think so. Okay. He, he made a good run at it. Uh, a guy named Tyler Miller, a listener to the show, he has put together songs about our fair city, and um, it's usually to the theme of it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. There's a, a YouTube video up. Just search YouTube for it's beginning to look a lot like Seattle. But here's the 2022 version of it's beginning to look a lot like Seattle. It's beginning to look a lot like Seattle. Everywhere you go, take a look down in Pioneer Square. Heroin everywhere, and homeless tents with fires all aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Seattle. Crime is running high And the criminals have no fear Cause the cops are new to tears So you'll likely die Traffic's a mess and some transit is best And wasting all your money The rona is done but the ferries don't run Cause the jam is mandatory And they fired all the employees That wouldn't bend the knee It's beginning to look a lot like Seattle Everywhere you go Drag queens and breweries Reading to your kiddies And Antifa outside armed with rifles It's beginning to look a lot like Seattle No, it's not Ukraine the crumbling that you see is the leftist policy that your vote sustains. The video's got great B-roll footage of all the fires around the city, all the people marching in the streets still, cops who've been decimated by the jab. Reporters attacked and the media acts like there is not a thing wrong. They just repeat what Inslee retweets and tell us to all go along. And soon the city will be handing out free bongs. It's beginning to look a lot like Seattle. The elites don't care. They're all protected by guns while the streets run wild with bums. So watch out. Out. Ah, what a heartwarming way to end the show today. That's Tyler Miller. Thank you, Tyler. He just shared that with us. And if you want to see the YouTube video, just search It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Seattle. It's the 22 version. All right. I got to get out of here because Seahawks football is coming up next. And I'm no longer a part of this. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. Okay, uh, yeah, so Jets football. Not John Curley and Sherry Elker. They get the entire day off, those lucky people. Okay, enjoy the football, and I will see you back here tomorrow. High noon. Hello. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.